I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How you feeling today, Dad? It's like every other day. <laughs> every other day, except it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's good to be back sitting on the, on the chair. Yes, a little uh, sneaky episode that we've snuck in here. Maybe. Let's see. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Spies and Lies, an espionage podcast co-hosted by me, Omri Rose, who spent his childhood living undercover thanks to his dear old dad and co-host, Jason, a retired former spymaster of one of the top intelligence agencies in the world. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Wagner. Downfall? Question mark? It's current, as you can imagine. Uh, yes. Uh, some, some might say this is an extension almost of the Ukraine current episodes. Of Obviously, it it's all related. Yes. Um, before we get too deep into this episode, I'll start off with a little bit of news. That uh, my father and I are well into our preparations for season two. We've recorded a couple episodes, um, and everything's coming along. And uh, we will have some announcements for you in the near future about when that's going to be and how that's going to develop. Right? Yes, that's exciting, and looking forward to it. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's taken some time, but uh, time is something that uh, we have to find and make, and uh, sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to do. Correct. All right, so how did this episode come about? Well, uh, we obviously weren't necessarily planning on launching until we did season two. And then I was driving in in my car, uh, picked up my wife, and then suddenly I get a call from my father. Omri, have you seen the news? And I was like, "Uh, no, I've been picking up my wife. What's going on? Look at the news, look at the news. The plane's been shot down. Oh, okay, interesting. And so, obviously, that brings us to here. And it's like, well, maybe should we do an episode on it? We actually had thought about doing an episode when um, when Prigozhin did his initial coup, even. But I believe you were out of the country, so we couldn't really get to it quite on time. Anyway, today is August 24th, 2023, to put this in perspective. Yesterday, on August 23rd, outside Moscow... Evgeny Prigozhin, who is the head of the Wagner military group in Russia and abroad, was supposedly, allegedly, on a plane, private jet, that went down. Let's, let's did put not it make that it to way. its destination. It did not make it to its destination. So that is the impetus of what's going on and everything surrounding it. But for those of you who don't know why we're talking about Prigozhin, um, why this is relevant, or how this connects to Ukraine... Uh, we need a little background, don't we, Dad? A little, not too much. Not too much, yes, not too much. So, 
the the short version is that uh, Evgeny Prigozhin is the head of the Wagner military group, which is essentially private military mercenaries, you could call them, hired by Russia to do different things. Or we'll some might about, say we'll talk a, about it a little bit. Some later. might say are a part of the Russian military or a paramilitary organization. The relationship is a delicate balance. Prigozhin and, and Putin have a long relationship going back many, many years. Prigozhin comes from more humble beginnings, was like Putin's cook at some point, and became very connected through cooking for Putin and rose to the ranks, and then eventually wound up leading the Wagner military group. He had a hot dog stand yes. in uh, Leningrad where Putin used to enjoy his food, and from there the relationship develops from selling hot dogs to the on the corner to uh, selling him anything else he wants he can get for him yeah. because that's the kind of guy he was he's the guy who resourceful he guy he could get things done and no questions asked no questions asked and up until the war in Ukraine the Wagner military group was really uh, a branch of Russian operations you could say when Russia wanted something done but didn't necessarily want their name stamped on it and have some level of plausible deniability or distance. They were involved in a lot of activities in Africa and Western Asia, coup, defenses, um, protection, all sorts of things like that. Anything you want to expand on that little element? Maybe a bit later. Later, okay. All right. And this all changed when the war in Ukraine went underway and it didn't quite go as smoothly as Putin and the Russian authorities would have liked. That's when they called in Wagner to help them out. So Wagner was a well-trained, well-organized group, at least its core element, and they were brought in, and they had some successes in in Ukraine, quite a bit, actually. Later, there was some controversy or strange things when Wagner started this recruitment drive, and they brought in these prisoners, saying that any prisoner who would fight for Wagner would be freed, and then they basically used the prisoners as, like fodder for cannon fire, just sending them in. So there was a difference between the hardcore, old-school Wagner elites and the more fresh Wagner recruits that they brought in. And essentially, Wagner was helping, making ground, making way, and then things started to get prickly between Wagner, the Russian military, and Putin, because Prigozhin did not like how things were being conducted, didn't like how his troops were being treated, and didn't like how the Russian military viewed them as part of their own military. Things essentially came to a head when there were plans to fully integrate Wagner into the Russian military, and in fact even claims that the Russian military had bombed a Wagner base and were taking credit for Wagner victories. This all eventually culminated in June 23rd and 24th of 2023, when Prigozhin led a small uprising, mutiny, uh, revolt, a coup, whatever you want to call it, against Putin and the Kremlin's authority it was called the March on Moscow, uh, which saw some minor skirmishes and where his Wagner military group shot down several Russian military helicopters. There was no big, huge pitched battle, but there were some little skirmishes. There were Russian casualties, none, no Wagner confirmed casualties as far as I'm aware. They took over military headquarters in the city of Rostov-on-Dom, and demanded the ousting of the Russian defense minister, Sergei Shoyu. As I said, they claimed the Russian military launched a strike on the Wagner bases, and they were trying to integrate Wagner into the regular military. Essentially, this all ended as quickly as it began 
and with an agreement that Prigozhin would be basically banished, exiled to Belarus, and that the troops, the elite troops that were with him, would not be integrated into the Russian military. Uh, however, the troops that were still in Ukraine were going to be integrated with the military, and that are those were the more well. They had, they had a choice people. to make a decision if they wanted to. Right. Yes. Now, when he left Rostov on Don, he was left and applauded as a hero by the people for standing yes, up. Yes, that was something we to, should remember. Absolutely. I mentioned that specifically for remembering that. Anything you want to comment on so far? Well, there's a lot of things to to talk about here, just on this aspect of it, and that is, why where did it come from, all this Wagner group? And it was, wasn't something that was known before. I mean, some people knew about it or heard about them. You could say it's... Uh, Russian version of the French Legion, putting together people who want to continue to fight, but they need a, an organization behind them uh, or a cause. And uh, it was a very clever way of getting people that maybe have finished working and um, serving in the Russian forces or other countries that wanted to continue to be involved in military activities and wanted to get paid for it. Or in semi-military a military activities. Well, some of it military activities. And somehow, for some reason, he was able to put together a group of people and slowly it grew in numbers. I think the first time we actually saw them or involved in, they were active, whereas actually in Syria, where they were involved, and then they moved to Africa. Uh, and basically, using their influence and their capabilities to, you would say, uh, promote the Russian interest in these countries. Uh, without having, as you said, a fingerprint of the Russian, official Russia involved with it. Uh, they were fighting extremism. They were, f- they were fighting extremists, extremist uh, groups. About, um, and backing Russian sympathizers in power. Yes, you could say they were making sure that some of the countries they were working in uh, eventually would be favorable towards Russia. Russia's interests, absolutely. Yes. So that Buy helps. oil. Uh, buy our grain. Not only oil, but it could be other minerals, we- other capabilities. Weapons. Give us your stuff. It it was a, a win-win for Putin and win-win for for the Wagner Group and its leaders. Although you have to mention that he did not have a military background. He wasn't no. like a leader, a, re, no. a, a leader he, he or a military, no military leader. Background. But he had something else. He had the capability of putting things together and leading it, and has the charisma to to lead his done. forces and get it done. Then what happened was that, as you mentioned correctly in Ukraine, things were not going very well for for the regular army because eventually 18-year-olds or 19-year-olds with not much experience and not well equipped with weapons were not able to t- do and complete the missions they really wanted to do in Ukraine. And then Putin had to make a decision. Does he just rely on what he has or he goes somewhere else? So he did two ma- major decisions. One, he decided... Let's use equipment that's not Russian, that could be supplied by other countries, in this case, Iranian, Iranian missiles, because he didn't have these kind of missiles or the quantity or the, the kind that he thought would be useful for him. So that's admitting the first thing, that he is not able to have a, a weapon that is able to change the, the battleground. And of course, the second thing is his forces were not good enough or strong enough or enough will to win the battle that he wants it to. So he decided he'll go to his friend, and this is the first time that actually he was asked in to be part of the actual 
military campaign. Now the question is, how do you integrate a group that has its own leaders, its own generals, its own way of doing things, its own way of doing things, its own weapons, its own doctrine, and integrate it into the normal army? Now, when that happens, two things happen. Or there's a success, or there's a lot of power struggle. And that is what happened. Putin was not happy with what he saw, but the Russians were performing. So he blamed the Russian leadership. And that was all his, the main thing was he was blaming the Russian leadership for lack of strategy, lack of leadership, lack of courage. Success at the end of the and day. And his yeah. men were able to do the work. Pergosian's men. Pergosian men. So he wanted his men, he wanted the Russian army to change if they wanted to use his people, because he was not willing for them to use his people the way they wanted to use it. Right. It, was, it wasn't right for him. So was, we're talking about a power struggle in the Russian hierarchy. That always that never mean, never never ends well, as we know. Yes. Just to put things in perspective, two months after the coup, Prigozhin allegedly was on this plane that just got shot down, or was downed, or fell. We'll get into that in a moment. Anything else you want to say before I give a few more timeline things? No, but continue. I'll. I'll, I'll... Okay. So some interesting things that happened within those two months. Again, the agreement was okay. Wagner Group stands down. Prigozhin leaves, banished to Belarus. We're not going to be integrated. A very strange agreement to make, some might say. There was no real resistance along Prigozhin's march to Moscow. What the end result might have been, who knows. But that all happened, as I said, June 23rd and 24th. The next date that we know of Prigozhin, the next thing that we see of Prigozhin, is on June 29th. There's photos that show Prigozhin in St. Petersburg meeting with Putin to discuss Wagner Group's future. So even after this attempted coup, they still met to discuss the future. Okay, seems relatively logical. You know, they set those differences aside. They we're still friends, and they have to figure out what Wagner's future is. Okay, so far, okay. Didn't get killed in that particular meeting. We'll put that aside for now. In June and July, flight data shows that Prigozhin's jet was flying around Belarus, St. Petersburg, and Moscow, and that new construction of a Wagner military base in Belarus was confirmed by satellite images. On July 14th, there's a photo of Prigozhin, assumed to be at the Belarus camp, which was also released. Then later on July 19th, there's a video showing Prigozhin and his number two, Dmitry Utkin, remember that name, it'll come in later, shows him speaking with troops in the new camp, discussing Wagner's new role to train Belarusian soldiers and their new focus with a mention of Africa. On July 27th, Photos appear of Prigozhin at the Russia-African Summit in St. Petersburg, along with different representatives there. So again, we have him coming back and forth in Russia, in St. Petersburg, meeting Putin. And then finally, on August 21st, two days before the plane goes down, Prigozhin appeared in his first official video since the coup, appearing in this recruitment-type video where the Wagner Group is claiming that it's in Africa. It might very well be, maybe not. And basically, this the saying is, we're going to make Africa freer. And then two days later, the plane gets downed or is down or something like that. Anything you want to add so far? No, it's, it, these are the facts. These are the facts. These are the facts. Giving, setting the stage. Yes. Okay. It was a strange deal, some might say, to just let him go. Putin is not known to be forgiving to his enemies. There was no real resistance. Why did Prigozhin stop? Why was this deal made? It seemed a bit too easy, don't you think, at the time? Everybody was puzzled about what was going All on. All of it. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think 
the not only Prokhorjian was puzzled about what he wants to do, although he had maybe he made it very clear he was not happy with the decisions that the Russian hierarchy made about his troops. And the main mistake that was made was wanting them to be part of the Russian army, as you said. Mm -hmm. They gave a deadline, I think it was the 1st of July. He was not allow, didn't want that to happen, and he didn't get the backing of Putin at the time, saying that's not going to happen. So he was not happy. Now, it was as I said, it was the first time that, that the Wagner Group was actually integrated, working together, not hiding that they are part of the Russian war machine, establishment, establishment or whatever it is. You would say, does Putin want the Wagner Group? Yes. Does he want them to continue to do their work? Yes. How he wants them to do it, though. Does he want them to be assisting him in different places around the world? Yes. Is he happy that they won the war for him? In, no, they didn't win the war. They won a couple of battles in Ukraine? Yes, it was very important for the morale. Is he happy that Ruzhin went against the Russian generals? No. Is he happy that he actually made a mutiny? No. Is he, let, let, wait, wait, wait. And, is he, and was he happy that he saw that he got a lot of support on the road, as you said? There were people uh, applauding him and happy with him and making him look like a hero because he portrayed himself as a Russian patriot and a hero. That's all he said all the time. I want to save Russian blood. I want to make sure that no Russians get killed for nothing. And that was his motto. He says, I'm going because I feel that something's going wrong. His, so, his stated goals in the yes. coup was to oust the defense minister was to change the way things are run at the battlefield. Yes. And not to overthrow Putin. That was not yeah. a stated claim, though a lot he of He wanted more responsibility yes. of what's going on on the ground. He would have been happier if he would have had more forces or he would be in command, you could say. That wasn't going to happen. But he wasn't willing to be after the battle, and that was a more or less a stalemate. He was not happy that the Russian military wants to take over his people. Now, who are these people? Now... As you said, there are two kinds of people. The loyal core guys that were with him who were from different parts of the world, mainly Russians, but not only. But the other people that he took under his wing were, they had to find people. They tried to take volunteers, but you can't make an army out of uh, recruiting people and from the street and bringing them in and after two weeks sending them to the battlefield. That's not an army. That's like the old days. This is, in today's world, they can't do anything. What do they know? Maybe they played in... In, in, in computer games, but that's, this is the real stuff. So where do you find people? It so happens the Russian prisons have a lot of people because they put they sense a lot of people, and a lot of people are, as, as sometimes there's some baddies there as well. So you have some people, and they were given, if you stay alive in six, after six months, you'll get your freedom. And, of course, you get paid a little bit. A lot of the people there had no clue about fighting, but it was... If you're a criminal sitting in a prison somewhere in a, one of the places in Russia and you have a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free or half-free instead of staying another 10, 15 years in prison... Or for life. Or life. Or, it's yeah. better to take that chance than, than anything else. So that's what they did. So he has a whole lot of riffraffs, a whole lot of people that are, you wouldn't want to sit on the street by themselves uh, with, with your family. So these people were slaughtered. But some of them were not. And he had responsibilities. And he had as well, he had to pay some of them, and, and, there was, and he was not happy with where things were going. Now, did he use all his forces? He didn't use, I don't think, all his forces, but he, it's easier to get rid of the people you don't need than get rid of the people you do need. 
And his main reputation, of course, was in Africa. So he, he kept a corps there, but he felt that's where his, his raison d'etre is. That's where he should be doing the work. So from his point of view, to stay, and for the Russian point of view, it was important that the Wagner Group stays alive. Now, the Wagner Group stays alive, but does that mean that Vozhin has to stay alive? As far as Putin's concerned, maybe not. Now let's go seen. to the next stage. The next stage, okay, what, what is going on in Russia that made, you could say, a decision that it is legitimate in their eyes to eliminate Prigozhin? Well, I want to stress the importance and significance of Prigozhin's little mutiny uprising. You know, this is the first display, public mass display of opposition against Putin that seemingly was not immediately crushed with force. It was a monumentous occasion as far as news was concerned when it happened, For as most people it was. are aware. People were, were shocked by a number of things. One, that it started. <laughs> and two, that it didn't immediately get crushed. The amount of success that it had and the popularity. It, it and the sh- panic that there was in Moscow yes. and in Russia about what's going on. And there was real question marks about Where's this leading us? Is exactly. this gonna? Is this just him marching with his people? Are they going to have support? Is it going to be an opportunity for other elements inside of Russia to decide to make a change? It uh, showed weakness in a lot of ways. Weakness on the ruling powers in in Russia. Right. What do you do when you have weakness? You show strength. And how do you do show, show strength? By squishing. And how do you squish? Maybe by shooting down a plane. Maybe, but that's. We'll talk about that we'll in talk a moment. That in a, moment. It, it, a little similar in, in story with Ukraine even. You know, everyone thought, okay, Ukraine's going to be crushed in a second. Russia's coming in. But that didn't happen. You know, so a little bit similar in, in that parallel. And, of course, it's all happened because of the war and, and all this kind of stuff. So I guess the biggest thing to state looking ahead is that Russia has elections in 2024. Elections for what? I mean, Putin is going to be nominated anyway. Sure, but yeah. it has elections nonetheless. Yes, it's, yes. It's, a, it's a democratic nation, supposedly. Okay. So bear that in mind as to how this might affect all this. A little bit of details on the actual crash itself. Russian state news media reported on Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, that there was a private jet that crashed outside Moscow to the northwest of Moscow. Ten were killed, according to Russian state media, on the private jet that was flying from Moscow to St. Petersburg. They confirm that Prigozhin was on the flight. First, um, list, he was on the list, and on, then that it was confirmed he was yes, on the flight. First, that he was on the, the list for the flight, and then later that they found remains that they... Only eight bodies. Early identified, yes, only eight bodies as well. Flight at data the moment. showed At the moment. Flight data showed that the plane was at 28,000 feet and then disappeared around 6 p.m. Moscow time. Some sources say that the Russian air defense shot the plane down. Those sources tend to be... Wagner-connected sources. There was a second plane, a second Wagner jet that was flying behind the first that, when the first was shot down, turned around and flew back to Moscow, landing safely. So be aware of that. That was also a Wagner plane. Was it a crash? Was it an explosion on the plane? Was it shot down? We don't know. These are questions that are unanswered at the moment. It seems likely that this was a very sudden and immediate thing that occurred. Video images show the plane plummeting, so not some technical issue potentially, unless it was some sort of explosion. Was it shot down? Was it hijacked? Was it blown up? 
We don't know at the moment. Russia claims that it's opening an investigation committee to study the crash. Can we trust them? Do we know? We'll have to find out. Well, they will find out that there might have been explosives on the plane that blew up. Exactly. Or not. And that's why. Or and that's, that's a nice way to cover things up, isn't it? Sure. The jet itself was not serviced by its makers since 2019 due to sanctions against Russia. That's not to say the plane was falling apart. I'm sure there are plenty of professional people that could maintain it. But by its official makers, you know, if you have a car from Honda and you're supposed to take it in for Honda to be serviced, okay, you can take it into the the other guy. You can't fly a plane without doing any checks or services. Right. Some but it wasn't done, done, wasn't done, not done by the by makers, makers, is my, my point. Okay. But just, you know, these are yep. details that might be relevant for yep. people to, to say different things. Now, what does this all mean, right? What, what could happen? What will happen to Wagner? Is there going to be another uprising? With the head gone, is the body going to wither? Dmitry Utkin, who I mentioned before, was Wagner's number two. And he was actually the head of the military unit you would say yeah and he was in charge of the operations and he was on the plane and he is no longer according to what we know is one of the casualties right exactly he also previously served in the russian intelligence before being a part of wagner so number two it seems there's more confirmation that he's gone as for for himself we're not as sure was this putin's revenge it's only a matter of time right russia's revenge has long, long legs. You know, we've seen people be sought after and executed many, many years after betraying Russia. There was the poisoning cases in London of uh, former KGB people who betrayed different things. There's also a habit of Putin's opposition in Moscow and elsewhere in Russia of falling out open windows. They seem to have an open window problem in, in Moscow and Russia. So... Well, you, you can go back even further along with Trotsky. I mean, they took, took care of... So Russian have a habit of making sure that there's no open... Nothing left open. Right. And if there, someone is supposed to go certain places, someone makes sure he goes these places. So now let's look at this scenario from Putin's point of view. He, when, when, when the news broke, Putin was seen at an 80th year celebration commemorating a battle of Soviet troops' victory over Nazis in World War II, he has yet to make a public comment about the crash. Right. Now, that's... A few other enemies, just so we... I know okay. I just want to get all the facts out. Okay. Prigozhin, did he have other enemies? Some could say maybe yes. this was Zelensky, maybe this was Ukraine taking him down. Maybe it was a Russian general acting on their own. Maybe it was some sort of inner Wagner conflict defector. Not likely, based on Wagner media. They're saying that the defense minister shot down the plane, acting on behalf of... Putin, and a telegram linked to Wagner claims that traitors were behind their leader's death, and I quote, the head of the Wagner group, a hero of Russia, a true patriot of his motherland, Yevgeny Viktorovich Prigozhin died as a result of the actions of traitors to Russia, but even in hell, he will be the best. Glory to Russia. Yeah, he'll find a way around that to do things, yes. Is he a martyr? Well, well, look at it. Is he even dead? Well, first of all, it's very difficult to do a podcast less than 24 hours after the event and predict that everything we, near, we know or heard is correct. But we have to assume that everything we understand now is the right thing, and so therefore we have to be careful on, on our predictions and assumptions. Well, we can, we can do a hypothetical of if he's yes. dead, what that means, and well, if he's alive, what that means, and all those different things. Is like, it, likely he's dead. Let's, it, it, it looks that way. Unless he parachuted and had someone out. But no, or if he was no, on the other plane for no, whatever reason. No, no. Um, 
we have to assume at this stage is dead. Now, is it good for the Wagner group? No. Does that make them stronger or weaker? One and two gone. Uh, yes. It, first of all, it makes them weaker. Someone has to take over from them. And it's going to be someone who will be appointed by Putin. You don't think it's going to be an inner appointment? No, because Putin, where does it get the money from? Although the money now is, is self, you can get it from your own act, act, activities on the ground and, and the fortunes they probably managed to get themselves. But you would say that if you want to work under the directive of Russia, then it will be someone that will Putin will have to say he gives the approval to it. Does it weaken the Wagner group now? Yes. Does that mean they have the same abilities they had before? No. Does that mean that they are able to perform and do things as easily as they did before? No. So the big question is, was it worth or is it worthwhile for Putin to eliminate the head of Wagner group, knowing that he's going to weaken the group that actually he created that helps him? And that is for Putin to answer. But as he did do it, then obviously in his mind, the punishment for what he did had to be seen and had to be a message to not only to him and to Wagner Group, but to anyone else who wants to go against the regime. No, that not, is not his a message. Quiet poison. A big no. Fireworks no. in the sky. No. Now you'd say this is from a legal point of view. If he authorizes the execution or the downing of a plane of a civilian airline with 10 people on it, he's condemning them to death with no, no court. So he's the. Prosecutor, the judge, and the executor. Judge, jury, and execution. Yes. yes. Now, okay, maybe one of them deserved, or two of them deserved, in a, in a, in a, if they come to the court, to be uh, executed under maybe Russian laws for treason. But what about the rest? So, from that Due point of view... process is not really a part so of Russia. The, this, so, the, exactly. So, this is... We're not always seeing a country shooting down its own aircraft in the in their territory we don't know if it's been shot down that's speculation if it has been shot down now if it hasn't been now let's say it hasn't been it wasn't shot down how lucky for them <laughs> no no if it wasn't shot down and someone else did it mm. not putin right what does the show say about putin and about his power over everybody and the security what does of it flying say about <laughs> what does it say about the ability of Putin to control everything. If he did authorize it, and he went to the concert to show guys, I had nothing to do with it. I was at a concert. What do you want? I wasn't in a, in a war room waiting to see the results because it's nothing to do with me. I had nothing to do with it. If you had nothing to do with it, then you have a problem if you had nothing to do with it because it happened in your country, under your watch, in your state, in a Russian airspace, shot down by a Russian airline. Or a Russian uh, missile. If it was shot down. If it was shot down. If it wasn't shot down, what does it mean about what goes on? So, does it mean that you have control over the scenario? Well, l- you, l- let's be the most ben- generous that we can. If it was a technical error and the plane went down, okay. But then he would have, the he would have plane, come out and why condemned. did the second plane turn around? He would have condemned it. He would have come up to the raid to say, our, our beloved patriot, our Russian hero, mm-hmm. has fallen. Because he was a Russian patriot. He made a martyr out of him now. Mm-hmm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. He's now become a martyr. Whatever, how bad he was and how uh, people maybe disliked him and a lot of people disliked him because he was cruel and he was his methods were not... Prigozhin, you're talking about. Yeah, Prigozhin. He now died a different death. He's now he's going into the history books as something different. Then he, when he entered the world, he did not think he'll, in, he'll come out this the way he did. When he was selling hot dogs, he didn't. He was think selling hot dogs. He didn't think he'll be shot down on a plane. Shot down on a plane by by the president of Russia in Russia. So this is interesting from the point of view of how the Russians will see the situation because the West will always say Putin's a butcher, a murderer, whatever, and that's they will say it anyway. President Biden said that nothing happens in Russia without Putin knowing about it. Exactly. So that's the American take. Well, I think things happen in Russia that uh, not always Putin knows about it, that because sure. that's why it's just there a was saying, that's obviously. I know, no, I know. First of all, Biden's right to say that. Second, the march was not planned. Right. So for Putin to be in a scenario as a president and a long-serving president who was in control, who sees himself as the big the man, the man in charge. He had to do something. Did he have to do it over Russia? That is an interesting question. Would it have been better if he would have been shot by someone in Africa while he was there, further away? But this was something different. This was for everybody to see. So I think we should look at it as I'm sending a message to anyone who wants to topple me or do something against my decisions. This is your end. This is your fate. Yeah, I mean... And that, that is, I think that is the message that he's sending, it's not specifically against Fruzhin, it's about anyone who comes in the future who thinks he can topple him. Look, Prigozhin obviously was a thorn in his side. He didn't like the fact that he got away with what he did, and it made him look weak. The elections are coming up, maybe there's murmurings, Putin's not as strong as he was, etc., etc., there was even talk about health issues for Putin. This is a message, certainly, that could be said, as you've said, don't mess with me. I will put my boot down, boot down, and you will not get away with it. I'm still the man. Right. Well, we still have to hear more what goes on. Now, if you look at it from the war in Ukraine, what does it actually mean? There's a stalemate at the moment. There's not much happening. The Wagner Group will not be able to perform and execute the orders they wanted as they did before. They won't have the motivation. They won't have the energies. And the leadership. And the leadership as well. Maybe there'll be, the, the, the upper echelon leadership is not there, but maybe the, the battalion heads and other figures that were leading them mm-hmm. may be there. But there'll be something missing in the spirit of how they performed. Right. So for, if, if you look at it for Ukraine, is this a good thing that happened? 
they're happy that they got rid of someone who was very problematic for yeah, them. For Ukraine was not uh, a popular no guy. But were they happy with him when he started to march towards Moscow? They were happy because it it, it weakened uh, Russia. Absolutely. So, for the Ukraine point of view, will it change something on the battleground? I don't see at the moment a specific not change. Not particularly, because Wagner was also pulled out, really, from Ukraine to a certain yeah, extent. Although there was, they're still not completely pulled out. But there's no real battle, more battles coming in. Right. I think it will make it easier to integrate the Wagner group in Ukraine into the Russian army. Mm-hmm. I think there'll have to be a split, and the Wagner group that would be working abroad again will have to be do it in, in a quiet way, maybe less profile, and Prigozhin became an international figure, if he liked it or not. Who made him international figure was Putin by bringing him into into Russia. By buying his hot dogs, he made him a national figure. Well, that was earlier. <laughs> that's why. Be careful when you buy who you buy hot dogs from. Yes. But that's not the that's not the story here. So I think that it's a bit early to see the influence it will have. But I think the message is very cloud, loud and clear from Putin's point of view. What do you think the chances are of a uh, revenge from Wagner against no, Putin's not at all. action? Nothing. They're in no position to do anything. I mean, I'm saying it as if I know. No. Uh, they're, 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 that's not the game. That's not the game they're playing. They're not there for that. They're actually working for the Russian interests and for their own interests. They're not going to go... They don't have any aspirations to do anything but what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we've seen on numerous occasions in our assassination episodes the the martyring effect of assassinating someone. That so many times when a person is assassinated, a high echelon person, yeah. they become martyred. You know, and yes. the very things that you've been trying to crush through the assassination take on a life of their own and and go a different way. Uh, if you think about Julius Caesar, when he was assassinated. And the senators trying to bring down the dictatorship eventually led to the people almost killing all the senators and revolting because of their love for Caesar. Yeah. People were cheering Prigozhin in the street. I see a scenario where after Putin is gone, there'll be statues of Prigozhin in Russia and there'll be a Hollywood movie and yeah. make him not a hero, but he will have a, a little footnote when do you think Putin's going to be gone, though? You assume oh, that it's going to be so... Uh, when you're turned to your 50th birthday, <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be many years from now. Uh, you think I don't his know. power is going to hold? Yes. It's up to him to decide when he wants, wants to, leave. to leave. No one else will move him, especially it, after now. I think it's, it's claimed or there's... He might be one of the wealthiest people on the planet. There's no real understanding of what his net worth is, but he has private wealth in the billions and billions. Well, if you can't spend it, it doesn't make any difference how much you have. It's true. But uh, that's not the issue. The issue is he's weakened the people, the military people who are strong, have proven in this war that they're not so strong. So there's no big hero coming out of the military. The question is, in the Russian government, is there anybody to oppose Putin? And I don't think there's anyone. And the only person that had a, a chance to show that he has some kind of independent thinking was now eliminated. And he had own. military to back him. Uh, yes. You know. So therefore, it's understood 
why he had to be eliminated. Now, when you go back two months ago, everybody thought that that's the end of Rujin even before then. Everybody thought... He was living on borrowed time. Yes, he's going to Belarus. It was a deal with Belarus, but they won't keep the promise. He'll be arrested, put in jail, and put into some kind of a, a prison. Well, he ended up his life earlier than he expected. Well, you'd think, you know, I, I talked about the timeline of what happened the two months after. If Putin wanted to do this, couldn't he have done it earlier? Why this whole facade of two months? Why, why take the time? Was it an information gathering? Understand really who was behind it, what the best course of action, or to set up the things for Wagner so that they'd be away, they'd be occupied, they'd already be in their new tasks, and then get rid of it's them. It's very bold to do what he did or to be in a scenario where you shoot down in your own country, in your own territory, an opponent with other people on the plane. This is, I don't, I can't remember any episode at this stage. We talked about different assassinations, but that someone had to make a decision to do this. Now, if it was, if it was a, it's not a technical issue, we know that. If it was something, it wasn't a technical problem, the plane wouldn't have gone down the way it did. The only thing that I can think of, there was explosives on the plane, and someone tampered with them or did something with them, and it blew up the plane. Yes, very not likely. Any decision that was made by whoever made it had to go up all the way to the top. You cannot do a thing like that. Even where does it go off immediately when it leaves the airport? Does it mean it crashes into a city? Everything around it indicates that this was something more planned. Even the fact that there were, you would say, pictures taken and cameras relatively quite quickly showing the plane coming down. Very interesting thing to think about. I know it's been there's talk about it, but I don't want to go into it because I don't know enough. But it's you would have seen a debris, but you would have seen how do they know that exactly at that moment to look at a certain place to see the plane coming down? I don't know. There's Why talk only about one plane and not the other. What if Prigozhin was on the other plane? I did not hear about the other plane, so I can't tell you about it. Again, it shows you that they knew something. It's very interesting because you don't always see executions, if we call it an execution, the way it was done. Very public, very visual, if it yes, was. Yes, and uh, With an element of plausible deniability, though. Of course. Everything is... Uh, it'll take a long time for the committee to make a decision of how the plane came down, and it will be inconclusive. You think it would have been better, though, to assassinate him if it was an assassination when he was in Africa, let's say? Or is it sending a message that in Moscow you're not safe? Like, Well, he knew in Moscow he was safe. not safe, but I would have... And in Belarus it would have been not good to do something in Belarus after he gave his promise to the Belarusian president, Lukashenko, and maybe he he, he needs him for, for something in the future. I am sure there's things we don't know that... Obviously, if we knew, it would have made it interesting. More, you know, we were able to talk more about it. You would think that to to find someone to assassinate him would have been easier than to use your full military capability if there was a missile. To take someone down is much more serious as a decision maker than to say to someone, "Here's money. Your job is to assassinate him. Go out in Africa, find him, shoot him, and." do something this is a much bigger it's a bigger commitment but it's bigger yeah. it's it's more of a but it's safer as well it's a safer commitment i mean maybe the fear is if it wouldn't have succeeded if he would have hired someone to try to kill Prigozhin in africa where it's his home turf let's say and doesn't succeed yes, or he, he finds did. out about yes, it yes but but the deniability is bigger 
deniability is bigger. Here he can't the, deny that he did it. He's going to say he is a bit, he was betrayed as a traitor. He got, he was sentenced to death. We executed the sentence. He didn't even have a trial. He got pardoned or didn't get pardoned. The other people were not in the same yeah, category. Since when, does, since when does Putin care about human lives? I don't know about that. I don't. He cares about his own, but that's not the point. I'm not talking about to be to, to make a joke out of it. But there's a difference between a state doing it, shooting down a plane in your own country, with your own citizens in it. There's a message here that's. Of course. That's. that's of course I don't remember any other country shooting down their own plane with people. Private, private plane. It's not a military plane. It's a, a private plane. plane. Even worse. With with people who have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's 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 unique. Mm-hmm. Now, if it wasn't shut down, we have to reassess everything. But even if it wasn't, as I said... Okay, if it wasn't shot down and it was a technical error, the second plane, why would it have returned? Why would it have turned around? Why not continue to think? Maybe you think you also have a technical error? If it was a no. technical error, you would have radioed the other plane. No, so you, there's a technical you don't. Error. You're thinking maybe you're going to be shut down as well. So you but I'm saying if down. it was a technical error. Yeah. Okay. If it was explosives on the plane, right... Again, I think that's too risky. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't go off? What if it's discovered? He doesn't take it's, the risk. He doesn't. He does. Why would he want to take explosives on the plane? The safest thing is it was shot down. If it was an elimination attempt, that's the safest thing. We will have to see when the, invest, the Russian investigation will come out very soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. Very timely. And it will see what probably, the black box on the plane says. Probably indicate uh, some. Technical error. Something munitions went off on the plane, causing or damage. something uh, other than the real reality. But it makes it interesting because uh, not every day you open the news and you find out that these things happen. Not the first time a plane is civilian plane has gone down over Russia. Well, a civilian plane went down over Ukraine by the Russians shooting down a, a, a Malaysian airline. Yes. So they they're used to shooting down civilian planes, right? <laughs> So it seems. Yes, not the first time. So it seems. Anything else you want to say on this? No, I think um, it's interesting because of uh, the figures and because we're witnessing history as it is done and um, we'll see where it takes us. Prigozhin must have assumed that there were dangers flying and doing these things. How much precautions can you take if you're targeted by a Russian missile, huh? You play with fire, you are... You're going to get burned. You're going to get burned. So, to conclude, I will leave with uh, the same quote that I ended the Julius Caesar episode on, which is from William Shakespeare. A coward dies a thousand times before his death, but the valiant taste of death but once. It seems to me most strange that men should fear, seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. This was Spies and Lies. Thanks for listening. And remember, when you sell hot dogs to the wrong person, you never know where you're going to end up. Spies and Lies is a Grumpy Golem production with original scoring and mastering by Julian Dussault. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to share with your friends and leave a comment or review wherever you listen from. If you have any questions or subjects you'd like for my father and I to cover, drop us a message and we'll do our best to get back to you. Until next time.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.